Welcome, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. You're listening to I Couldn't Help But Podcast, an unofficial Sex and the City podcast, hosted by Paige Clarno and Joe Daniel Montalongo. At first, yay! (laughs) (laughs) I like to switch it up, keep people guessing. I love it. I absolutely love it. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. How are you all doing? Have you missed us? I mean, at this point, it's only been a week compared to like the two months that we were off, but like hopefully you missed us (laughs) because I missed you. So much. Oh, my gosh. So much. We miss you guys. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, let's start the way that we always do. How's your relationship going? Now that it's been a year, is everything just, like, stagnant? What's happening? No. Every single day, I'm constantly just like, today's the day. Today's the day. I fuck it up. Today's it. Today's it. This is the day. This is the day where he realizes I'm a piece of shit. This is the day he realizes my feet smell really bad and it's just not worth it. This is a day. But it's good because I think it helps me because I'm always just like, okay, if I'm an asshole today, at least like I can be like, you know what? Thank you so much for your patience and for your kindness and for your understanding and for your love because like honestly, I don't deserve it, but you give it to me and I just want to let you know however much of an asshole I am that I fucking appreciate it. And so far, I don't think it's an issue in the sense that like I'm not abusive or manipulative. So like it's not one of those bad relationships where I'm an asshole and I'm saying thank you and like forcing it back in. I just hope it's one of the good ones because this is the extent of as much as I can try. Oh, but so far, it's working out. So like, you know what? Like, don't fuck with the dividend ain't broken. If I can't make it better, at least I'm not going to make it worse. Oh, that's so sad. And that was supposed to be really positive. It didn't come out that way. That was supposed to be really positive. Okay. I'm so sorry. I love you. How about you, Paige? A relationship update? A relationship update. Um, I still have my tonsils in, so... Um, although I, I did... The other day, like, I was seriously... So I'd, I had gotten sick a couple of weeks ago, and... I was like, this is enough. Like, I have to make the appointment. I have to get these out. This is dumb. Like, they got so swollen that I was speaking funny because they were literally so large that they were cutting off, cutting off like enough of like the back of my throat. Mm-hmm. And they were just, they were so swollen that I could not see past them. And a few days later when they finally went down and I, and I stopped being sick, I was like, you know, using the flashlight on my phone and like looking at my throat to see, like to make sure there weren't any like, you know, white spots or anything like that. Right. Um, and I saw for the first time through the tiny little slit all the way back to the back of my throat for the first time. <laughs> and I thought, shit, when I have these out, my blowjobs are going to be on point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it up. So, you know. I might join. Okay, Cupid again after that. After my tonsils are after, out. After my tonsils are out and be like, hey, boys, no tonsils, so. That's that's all you're about. That's all you're about needs to say. Right? No tonsils. Page, no tonsils. Fuck it up. <laughs> be awesome. So, yeah. So, this is the second episode of season two. That's 2x2 for you unfamiliars. Hmm. The awful truth. I had an idea because of the recap shows that I listened to. That we should give credit to the director and or writer and talk about some of the things that they've done previously. To whereas Paige was like, fuck that. They know who they are. We don't have to do that. I mean, they do. They know they know what they did wrong. And <laughs> <laughs> And you know what? It just makes it more of an opportunity for me to drag Darren Starr. Fuck. Because 
this episode was written by him. And it was not good. And it wasn't great. Sorry. Directed by Alan Coulier. Coulier. I don't know. I don't Coolio, know. I thought he retired. God, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. He was a delight in the 90s. He was a delight. <laughs> he he made it to the new millennium. And he was in Shriek, if you know what I did last Friday the 13th. Oh, well. <laughs> and he was referred to as the artist formerly known as Principal. I think that was the joke because of like the formerly known as Coolio thing. That's funny. It was hilarious. That's he super. dies. Oh, well, spoiler alert. Don't spoil shit. <laughs> in case you really didn't want to know the ending to that movie. I mean, it happens, like, in the middle. No. Well. It's a really great... Okay, so, like, I really quick. This will be the only time. <laughs> this will be the only time I'm trying to keep this one short. But Scary Movie and Shriek, if you know what it did last Friday the 13th, actually were going to come out at around the same time mm-hmm. by different studios, and Shriek knew that it was a low budget. And so they're like, we'll just release it like straight to video or as an indie. That way we don't have to compete against that and kind of lose. Because Scary Movie was released by the same company, Dimension Films, who did the Scream franchise, which was their main parody. So they just took that out. And for my entire life, I had only known Scary Movie. And then one day, I was traveling back from Mexico, and we stayed like on a, in a motel close to, tech, close to the border. And um, I was watching TV, and this Ghostface figure came on. Mm. And I was like... Oh, interesting. I don't know where this is from. I've seen all the Scream films. I've seen all the Scary Movie films. Where is this from? And he's chasing after the main character who's, to be, who's supposed to be the Sydney character. Mm. And she's running on a track. <laughs> and he's chasing her until a crowd starts forming and they start cheering them on. So it becomes a race. <laughs> so he doesn't kill her. He just keeps running and he wins the race and the, like, the Sydney character is defeated and he's so excited and they throw Gatorade on him and he's so happy. <laughs> and I just remember dying of laughter. <laughs> dying of laughter. It was so good. I was like, what is this? And I didn't know what it was for the longest time. You know and what it was, it was? Better writing. I mean, watch the rest of the movie. Some I mean, of it's really weird, but like, but so. I think they balance out really, really well. I can watch them both and laugh hysterically at both of them. But it was great, and I highly recommend it. Anyone? And it wasn't until I discovered IMDb years later that I was able to go on like a general forum and ask what was this movie, and someone responded to me, which is why I'm upset they got rid of message boards because I know right. that I know that there's a bunch of shitty people on there, but I lived for the message boards, so I'm kind of upset about that. But on that note, let's get back to this episode. Right, so yes, this episode, episode. This episode is called The Awful Truth. Um, the synopsis is, Carrie wonders whether she should hold her tongue while visiting a friend. Samantha struggles to tell her boyfriend about his shortcomings. Charlotte goes to the dogs. <laughs> I was trying to figure, because I read the synopsis before I start watching these shows. And for some of the ones that I don't know, I'm like, oh, I wonder what this means. Because some of them are very upfront. Like, Samantha doesn't know how to talk to her boyfriend about shortcomings. Yeah. Got that one. And then Charlotte goes to the dogs. I'm like, ooh, what does that mean? What's happening? Nope. These are super upfront about it, and to points I will get to during the show. All right. Okay, so it starts out with um, Carrie's friend, who we've never met before and we'll never see again. Good. She's a piece of shit. <laughs> she is a piece of shit. Um, but she's her cashmere connection. Also, real quick, I just want to point out that <laughs> it took me six times to figure this bitch's name out. Because at first I just wrote friend, and then yeah. Carrie says some other thing that I didn't hear. Mm. And then she calls her Sharon, and I was like, oh, Sharon's her name. And then I heard Susan, and I was like, wait, I just cannot hear this bitch's name is Susan Sharon. Yeah. And at no point do they just call her Susan. Every single time she's referred to, it's Susan Sharon. And that's why right. I couldn't pick up her fucking name. Which is so my so-called life. <laughs> it's like 
everyone, it's Angela Chase, it's Jordan Catalano, it's Rayanne Graff. They never come without a last name. First of all, I love that entire aesthetic. I do too. I build character names and like shows that I write so you can say the names together and they sound gorgeous. Because a lot of people just name their kids all willy-nilly, not having any attention to the fact that they have a first and last name, sometimes a middle name, and sometimes they have really fucking ugly names that sound... Well, they're, individually, they're pretty names, but, like, together, it's like... That's not cute. <laughs> right? Yeah, you Pay have attention. to have the right amount of everything. Yeah, and I don't like it. Um, So, Susan Sharon... Susan... What is it? I don't even know. Susan Sharon. Susan Sharon? Is it Susan Sharon? It's okay. Susan Sharon. Oh, my God, I got it right. Grapes of Wrath fans, it's Rosa Sharon. Rosa Rosa Sharon. Susan Sharon. Um, so, she is in a hella abusive relationship. Hella. He comes out, and he's screaming, and it's awkward, and... Can I just say, like, as someone who is, so I, I took a quiz and the internet <laughs> never lies. Right. So Everyone I can say that I think. Yes. Yeah. Um. So I am, a, you know, self-diagnosed as a HSP, which stands for highly sensitive person, and. I would be so horrendously uncomfortable to even be in her apartment mm-hmm. because this guy's nuts like he starts screaming at her about like being up early like the you know like okay yes he's stressed out and you know they wake him up and he's pissed off but at the same time like he flew off the motherfucking handle like he was the hulk he went from zero to 90 in 2.6 it was super scary and it was clearly like she even says it later she calls carrie after she gets home and admits to it full on says you know it's an abusive relationship and it is it is (laughs) you know like the police right now are going after (laughs) a domestic dispute like it's basically a domestic dispute it's crazy like if i were their neighbors i would have called the cops on them real quick and because I don't care about the order of this show, uh, this episode <laughs> specifically, they so R- Susan Sharon asks Carrie what her opinion is. Carrie says that she should leave the husband, which becomes a plot point later. They get back together and they get a dog together, and that's how they solve this problem. Yeah. That's it. That's the character arc for people that we're never going to see again. Which this could have been a really fantastic time to bring up a real issue, mm-hmm. a real relationship issue yeah. that some people have. Right, actual abusive relationships, and they don't. They don't. It's Sex in the City, and they don't deal with it properly because nope. it's too real. No, and like you can't laugh at that. And it's Darren Star. stupid. It is <laughs> yeah. ridiculous, and I'm really upset that that was it because they brought in a good point about it. But they took the wrong point, I would say, for this episode. Right. To go with. Because yeah. the episode is like, oh, should you, should, should should you, you tell intervene? your friends? Yeah. yeah, should you intervene? Should you tell your friends to leave their, th- their partners? Because if you do it, either they leave their partners and then you're to blame. Or they don't leave their partners, but they have to live with the fact that you don't think that their partner is good enough for them. Right. And like... She's literally being yelled at by her husband who, like, treats her friends like shit, tells them they can't be there. He's on some weird time. Like, don't live together then. Be a couple that doesn't live together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... Oh, it's so... It's gross. It's, it's, not, it's not good. It's not great. Um, And so, yeah. It, and it is difficult to know when to intervene with your friends' relationships. But when it comes to something like that, that's intense and crazy and... 
you'd have to be a real dickhead not to try and get your friends out of that kind of situation. And Carrie doesn't, Carrie, I guess, doesn't understand the full extent of it. Because when she, when she gets kicked out of Rosa Sean's house, she has a little voiceover and she's like, and I couldn't help but wonder, maybe their anger was just like a little bit of foreplay that would lead them into great sex later. Was I the catalyst for great sex? And then Rosa Sean calls her and she's like, no, bitch, he's actually emotionally abusive. I need to get out. What do you think I should do? Should I leave him? Right. And then Carrie's like, yeah, for sure. And then she's like, cool, which leads then into the rest of the episode. But I was like, hmm. even if you'd like, even if you, what's that word? Humor mm-hmm. that idea for like mm-hmm. a second. That's some people's ish. You should never take that as a sign of foreplay first. You should always be like, that's abusive. Uh, yeah, that's abuse. And then wait for someone else to be like, actually, no, that's what we do. And then be like, well, not to kink shame anybody, but maybe let people know. That way other people aren't scared for you. Right. Also, rec- see if you can recognize if it's actual foreplay or actual abuse that you're trying to justify. Yeah, exactly. Um, so they are kind of talking about this at breakfast the next morning, as they do. Um, and I noticed that... Um, when Miranda brought up her her guy who her current guy who likes to talk dirty in bed, um, Carrie hilariously referred to him as spring roll guy, which never really gets explained. Uh, they Does met it? at like a Vietnamese pop up shop or a oh, Thai okay. shop. I'm okay. really bad with food. <laughs> I, I just eat it. I don't know where it comes from. Okay. So, all right. Then they did explain it a little bit and I just missed it. Um, but anyways, I was like giving dudes cute nicknames like this. I find that I actually still do <laughs> in my daily life. Like I legitimately like did it l- last week when um, we were talking about um, my friend who hit on that guy and so I'm like, oh, this and this dude, and I gave him a cute nickname. Like, I literally, we knew his name. Like, we we knew what his name was, but I chose to call him something cute so that I could remember who he was. Because it's like, if you're like, oh, Greg, or Bob, or whatever, like, then I don't remember who the fuck this guy is. What's special about but it, him? But when it's spring roll guy, like, and it has a, a thing attached to it, then it's totally different. I feel that because the love of my life, I still refer to them as their nicknames that I gave them. Because I didn't know their name to begin with, so I had to find a way to refer to them. Oh, it was the person that I accidentally stalked. You accidentally stalked? The one that I accidentally remember. stalked. I still refer to them as the performance that they did. That's Even though they have cute. a sick-ass name, like their parents... Their parents thought about how everything would sound, and I fucking... Perfect. Sick. I love it. I'm going to go to jail. Maybe. I've just confessed the fact that I, like, I stalk people. Yeah. The fact that I fucking break into houses. Yeah. I'm going to jail. Yeah. Don't... Try try to keep it just strictly to sex. I can't help it. I'm a hood rat. That's where (laughs) I come from. I grew up in the hood. In a gated community. In a shitty negated (laughs) community. Oh, man. So, anyways. So, um... She's having a problem talking dirty in bed, Miranda. Mm-hmm. I... She says, sex is not a time to chat. Which... I just threw my pen down because, like, mama has a point to make and I can't tap on the table because Paige will invite me. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand, but I also don't agree with. Mm-hmm. The way Miranda explains is the fact that she has to, like, talk to so many people. She's a lawyer. She has to fucking have a conversation with all these different people she's like during sex i just want sex can we please not have to, i don't want to have to fucking struggle for a conversation hmm. like i don't want to come up with small talk and 
I see where she's coming from because me and Paige are also socialites. So it's really, we meet a lot of people. Talk a lot. We talk a lot. We network. We meet a bunch of people. So it's hard. So like, that's something that we don't always need to do. And that I've actually brought that into my life where I've had a talk to my boyfriend. I'm like, I don't always feel the need to talk. Sometimes if we're together, like we can just be together. We can listen to music. Mm -hmm. We can just do our own things together. If we're reading, that's something fine. We don't always need to feel, fill the space together with conversation, especially since we talk each and every day, all day long. Like sometimes things aren't new and yeah. And I don't want conversation for the sake of conversation. If there's a good conversation to have, yes, I will have that conversation with you. But if it's just like, Oh, how was your day? Oh, what did you do today? Oh, what'd you get at the store? Oh, like things like that. I'm like, can we just not? Yeah. Can we can I mean, we not do this? So I understand where Miranda's coming from, but I don't think it's exclusive that you can't talk during sex. I think for some people, if you just want to go out about it, go for it. Some people are into talking. Mm-hmm. Go for it. I think it's a great place to talk because I feel like that's a place where you're really connected. So I feel like that's not necessarily a conversation, but you can say things. You can... You can spout some dirty talk if you like, or or just let your partner know, like, oh yeah, no, that feels good. Like, oh man, no, you're doing great. Or my favorite thing is like, I like telling my partner that they look good. I'm like, you look so good right now. You are so attractive right now. Like, this is amazing. Not not that they don't every other time, but like, but so like, I, yeah, I, that I take moment, that I take that assurance when people tell me that I'm like, I feel good because I don't have like really good like self confidence. Like, I'm not up there. So when people, like, let me know, like, oh, what you're doing is good. Like, you look really good here. I'm like, I feel good. And when you, when you feel good, if you think you look good, leads to better sex. That's fair. And, I and also to, like, better self-esteem, which is, like, better for you, which also leads to better sex. So. Right. Fair. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm into con- not, like, full-on conversational kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think I shared it before where there was, like, a dude that I like had just started wanting to discuss like him getting a blowjob. And I'm like, do you want to fucking talk about this or do you want to get one? Shut your whore mouth right now. Like seriously. <laughs> and I will full on admit that there has been a couple of guys that I have kissed strictly to shut them up. Oh man. I, I get where you come from and it works. <laughs> I told my boyfriend if we were ever having an argument or if something really mattered to never kiss me to shut him up because we, it'll be on site. Like I'll fight him. Yeah. No, and I that's fair. Cannot handle that. I'm like, let's ha- either we're gonna have this conversation or we're not. But don't try to distract from it. Right. Which like works to have people like in that situation. Yeah. Like you just want to get down to it. That's totally fine. But I'm like nobody mm. ever. Do that shit to me because I'll fight somebody. I'm fired up right now just thinking about it and nothing's yeah. even happening. No, that's totally fair. And I'm not, and it wasn't in a situation where we were arguing or mm-hmm. anything. I was just bored with what they had to say. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I realized that that's like super oh. fucked up and savage or whatever. But with like all of the sexual tension also surrounding it, I'm just like, okay, you need to shut up now. Like you're boring, but I want to have sex with you. Right. Let's just please get to the exciting part. Yeah, exactly. Like there, and there are, there are times and places for all of it. Like, like just, and then there's just certain times when it just feels fucking awkward. Like what they say, I'm like, ew. What do you, what do you want me to respond to that with? That's gross. I get that. I don't know why I didn't make the connection. I get that. Mm -hmm. I was sleeping with somebody and 
every time, like, it was booty calls. It was, like, midnight, 1 a.m., 2 a.m., and they'd Get be like, it. come over, or <laughs> we'd meet up. And I'm like, sick. I know what I'm going for. I know what you're going for. Let's do this. But every time I got that, they were so weird about it. And they were like, do you want to watch, like, TV? Do you want something? I was like, no, I'm good. I just... I just really want you to put your mouth on my penis. Like, right. please do that. And then they were just trying to talk. One time they tried to talk politics, and we do not agree oh, about politics. No, yeah, no. And I was like, if you don't shut the fuck up, I'm going home. Which, like, I should have gone home. Mm-hmm. I regret everything about them. But I was <laughs> like, don't fucking do this right now. Either, yeah. like, is it going to happen? Then shut the fuck up. Let's get down to it. So yeah. I get that. I, yeah. okay, I get it. I yeah, sense. yeah, and that kind of thing. Like, and the dirty talk, like, I... The just generic, whatever, run-of-the-mill, like, dirty talk. If you're both into it, that's super awesome. But if you're not, like, it can get awkward so fast. Yeah. Like, they're – and I think I think we've talked about this before. And now that we're getting into, like, season two, I'm like, have I said this story already? Well, I we get to season six. Really, and we're like, let oh, me fucking tell you right. about the guy in the blowjob and not shutting up. Right. It's going to be awful. <laughs> but I, like – um, no, I forgot. I forgot the, the story that I probably already told. Oh, no, um, okay. it's okay. But it's like, oh, no. Okay. I don't remember if I told it before or not, but I remembered it. So, like, two different guys have said, like, you're so wet. Mm-hmm. What do you want me to respond? Like, I don't... That part, like, makes me... Thank you? Should I thank people for that? Should I be like... Yep. Well, we have been foreplaying for quite a few minutes here. Did you expect it to be, like, the Sahara down there? Like, I think they just wanted to be, like, that porn star thing where you're like, fuck yeah, that's all for you, or, like, all because of you. Like, fuck yeah, you do that to me. Like, fuck yeah. I'm okay, well, then, in that now. case, I've responded correctly once. <laughs> <gasps> yes. <laughs> where I was, I was just, like, because I had no idea. I had no idea what to say, and it was super awkward, and I was just, like, it's because I want you so bad. It seemed to work. And I was like, yes, saved it. <laughs> and that's a good way of saying it instead of sound porn story. Right. But it was, it was still like one of those things where it's like you said it. And I'm sure that it was only a few seconds in between my response. But in my head, I was like, oh, shit. What do I say to that? That is so weird. That's so like, do I thank them? That's weird to say. We're in the middle of sex. You don't like be like, thanks. Thanks for thinking that I'm attractive. Clearly you think I'm attractive. We're having... What do I say to that? Oh, my God. And, like, freaking out. I mean, like, what the hell do I... Okay. All right. Well, I guess it's sort of a compliment. So I should just be like, you're hot, too. Okay. Let's do this. <laughs> like, it, in my head, it took forever. It probably wasn't that delayed of a response. But I was like, yeah. If these are all the things that I could possibly say, what the fuck? Am I, how do I... Like, it just one? makes me think of... Um, Portlandia, where he's like, I'm so depressed. And she's like, it's the depression. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. I saw that. I was like, the show just added me. <laughs> right. oh. It's so weird. I, and I'm not a fan of dirty talk. I mm-hmm. like affirmation talk and just like bits of it. Yeah. But there's affirmation talk and there's dirty talk. And I, I don't, I, dirty talk makes me so uncomfortable. Mm, and a yeah. person who I was having a relationship with, they were, I didn't realize it until retrospect, until I knew the vocabulary of sex. They were really into degradation. 
So they they would want me to like say things to them, or they'd be like, "Yeah, beat me up with your blah blah blah. Like, do this to me, do that. Yeah, yeah. I'm a little bitch. Fuck. Yeah, take that." And I'm like, "Okay, cool." And they'd like they'd want more from me. And I'm like, "That feels really good. Yeah, you're doing a great job." And they'd be like, "Oh." And then they're like, "Let's just let's just not do that." I'm like, "Okay, okay. Cool. I'm so sorry. I guess I can- you're not doing such a good job then." <laughs> Uh, You're doing a horrible job. Screw you. You forgot to lick my balls. Mm-hmm. Ha. Go back. <laughs> no, but actually, please go back. Because that feels really good. I yeah. really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I don't know how to respond. That's just me as a person. who uh, That's not the kind of talk that I'm into. Right. But hopefully you find someone who you're sexually compatible with, who is into the things that you are, like dirty talk. Yeah, exactly. And that's just, that's a matter of finding people. And it's like, well, good luck, Miranda. Also, Miranda. Because you're so cranky about stuff. Mar- oh, fuck. Like, she, but Miranda she starts to like roll it. with it. Miranda starts she to does, like it. So does. I think that's also a process of figuring out what you like and don't like is trying things. Yes. Should always try things at least once, I feel. Except for heroin. Don't try heroin. I mean sexually. <laughs> Don't put three dicks in your butt. Don't. Yeah, that's uncomfortable. I mean, like, if you know your body well enough and you fucking know that you, you can take three like dicks. like you can handle that? Take three dicks. But I'm it. not telling just a random person on the street to take three dicks on the butt. No. Because, like, let me tell you, I've been there and it's not okay. Yeah. Just kidding. I've never been there. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Mom. Mom, don't listen. Don't do it. No, I love her. I explain to her every single thing that I talk about in the show. I love her. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, so so Miranda's like, I'm not chatting with him. This is dumb. And it leads to a whole, you know, man on the street interview segment about um, honesty in relationships. And... uh, there's definitely tons and tons of different opinions about this. I feel like you should always be 110% honest with your partner about everything. Always like you should have, if, if it's your partner and it is your person, then you absolutely deserve to have that touchstone of a person Mm -hmm. be in your life that you can tell everything to without judgment, without anything. And I feel like the problem is with a lot of people is they hear honest or truth and they immediately take it into the like, oh, something's wrong or something's bad. Mm. And if there is an issue, I think honesty can help resolve it. Mm -hmm. Or if there's something that you don't like, it doesn't automatically mean it's a bad thing. I think humans are developed enough to have the vocabulary of being like, actually, you know what? That's not something that I'm into or I don't appreciate this. I get where you're coming from, but this is where I'm coming from. So mm-hmm. it's just it's just a no from me. <laughs> it's, a, it's a no from me. It's a no from me. <laughs> I think we can have that conversation and do it in ways where our partners will understand. Mm-hmm. But I think that people hear honesty and they feel like they either have to be like blunt. Like, no, fuck that. That's dumb. Yeah. And that's what people, because people think of that bluntness. That's when people are like, oh, I don't know if I want all the truth because I don't want someone to be blunt towards me and my ideas mm-hmm. in any relationship. I think you should be yeah. honest and truthful, but I think you, there's a way to have honest and truthful and have it be positive or have good language that doesn't make people feel like shit. Yes, exactly. And um, Carrie also gets all wigged out because she it's her birthday and she got roses delivered from Big. And... So she's discussing it with the girls, and they all have different opinions, obviously. Um, Charlotte declares that it is the grand gesture. Um, And 
Carrie concedes that it is more like the vague gesture because it's like, what do you do with that? Like, you gave me flowers, but we're not together, and it's weird. And so, of course, she, you know, decides to to call him. And, oh, okay, it hurt my heart because <laughs> when she was like, I just wanted to call you and thank you for giving me the flowers. That was very thoughtful of you, you know, for my birthday. And he was like, well, you know, my secretary told me it was your birthday. And I'm like, fuck, man, why would you even admit that? It makes you look like garbage. Like, what is wrong with you? Like, that's just, that's fucking embarrassing. And it's like, oh, it's just so awful. Like, I, my, my, my heart felt stabbed when he said that. And of course, he's an idiot, but he doesn't know how to communicate to people. No, but neither does she. So they're perfect. They're for each perfect other. for each other. They're dumpster fires. They can burn brighter together. They <sighs> super are. Oh my god! Find someone who makes you burn brighter, whether you're a star or whether you're a dumpster fire. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my god. Yes. Put that in the MoMA. <laughs> <laughs> you have to put it in the LACBA because it's more accessible to me. Okay. And Guillermo del Toro. All right. Tumblr it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll vague tweet about it. Vague tweet about it. Um, so, yeah. So, they, they're they also discussing whether or not um, it was just his way of saying I was wrong. Um, and that it's hard to say and i thought it was great that you were like it's hard to say for everybody it is because like yes i am a man and it's hard for me to say i'm wrong but also i come from a toxic masculine latino culture where we can't say we're wrong about shit see and i did not come from that culture but i still like again being an hsp person it's actually kind of amusing story now um (laughs) it wasn't at the time but like i would never apologize when i was a kid for anything Mm -hmm. ever and if I was actually wrong and my mom, like, brought me over to the other kid or whatever and was like, you need to say you're sorry, I would sit there and I would bawl my head off, but I would not say that I was sorry. That's crazy. I can I can apologize. I can tell people I am sorry that my actions hurt you. That's not my intention, but just because they're not my intention doesn't mean that the action that was received from it isn't valid. Mm. You're that's valid, and I'm apologizing. Mm. But I will never say, "Oh, I was wrong in doing so," because I will be like, "No, I know what I did. I didn't know that I was going to hurt you, or I didn't know that I was going to hurt you, but I did it anyways." But I will not say that I was wrong, yeah. and that is very hard. And I'm working on it as hard as I can, but I'm also working on the ways where I was like, "How can I flip the language?" To let people know that I am sorry and that may not have been the best course of action without saying I I was wrong. wrong. Yeah. And I'm still, I have the hardest problem with it too, where I just, I hate it. Mostly because I'm so careful with everything Mm -hmm. that it's nearly impossible for me to be wrong. Like legitimately, I'm one of those people where I'm going to be like, okay, well, speaking from this and this perspective and this and this perspective alone you know, this is how I feel about this. So that if like something comes up and it's like, Oh, it's not like that. I'm going to be like, listen, listen, I did what I did with the information that I had (laughs) and fuck you running. I am not saying that I'm sorry. Is that why? I I don't know why it's so hard to say, but it is. It's really difficult to admit that you're wrong. And it's so hard because you will do everything. You will fucking stretch and reach and grasp for straws Mm -hmm. in order to justify what you did 
was what you did, and that's that's how you thought you things were supposed to be done. People cannot say they're wrong, and I hate it because I will force people to admit that they're wrong. I'd be like, no, I need you to tell me that given the information you have now, you shouldn't have done that. That you were incorrect, and I will. F- I me and my dad had like a month long battle because I was like, no, you're gonna say that you're wrong because you were wrong, mm. and like it came to it, and we like resolved the issue. But I don't know how I would respond being on the, on the opposite side of that because I it's yeah, and, it, it, and it, like it just sounds so easy to being like oh yeah no I was wrong and people would move on from things so fast and be like thank you thank you for admitting that let's do it let's move on and I don't know why we can't do it yeah I and I was kind of I was more raised by my mom um, but my dad influenced a lot of my upbringing and he would never admit that he was wrong. Ever. Like, and I feel like I took from that and it's like, you know, no, that's part of being confident about who you are and Mm -hmm. what you are as a person and standing behind your beliefs, even if they were wrong. Mm -hmm. If you don't admit they were wrong, they weren't wrong. Right. It's just, it is, it's such an interesting thing in relationships and friendships and everything. Just admitting that you're wrong. Like. I will even say stuff like, oh, I guess I was just a little crazy. Yeah. But, but I you will not say you're but wrong. But I won't say that I'm wrong. And like, that's what I mean. Like, you try to justify your actions. Mm-hmm. Even if even if you have to bring yourself to the lowest part, like, oh, I was in a really shitty place. Right. Or, like, you're like, I was so fucked up. Or like, you will do whatever you can to dehumanize yourself instead of saying that you're wrong and mm-hmm. staying on this nice level of, like, human soul. Yeah, which is nuts. And, like, men and females do it, and I've seen them do it. Because I've had guys who complain, like, my girlfriend, if she's wrong about something, she'll just bring up another issue. That, like, I'll find out that I'm right. And she like, yeah, but you weren't right when you fucking did this, 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 this. And they'll bring out some stuff. And the guys are always, like, laughing about it. I'm like, yeah, but also, like, how do you respond? Like, do you say? Yeah, you don't love it. You it's don't not fucking fun. love it. And I've seen you when you're wrong. And you just, like, you smile. Cranky. Or you're like, ha, 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 ha. And you just start petting, like, your fucking partner or whoever like caught you being wrong because you tried to like laugh it off instead of saying you are right and i am wrong yeah it's it's crazy and i feel like being able to admit that you were wrong and being okay is just sort of like part of being an adult i like and i feel like this kind of goes back to the rules that we were talking about last episode um where like you just if during a breakup you just need to be an adult about stuff she was an adult and she called him to thank him for the flowers, Carrie. And it was, you know, it was kind of an awkward conversation, but she made it and it was respectful and it was good. Um, but I was, you know, watching this episode, I was like, God, I feel like I have to renege on what I said about the rules and be a bad writer Because, um, like, watching this episode, I was like, you can't be too nice. Right. You cannot invite your ex and his date to your birthday party. That's too far. You can't do that. Yes, I agree with that. This butt isn't coming in to say that that was wrong. (laughs) I agree with that. But I think part of being an adult, however, so I don't say that I'm wrong. Right, there you go. However... The part of being an adult is making decisions for yourself and for the other person yes. so that you can be fine. Mm-hmm. Part of that isn't 
the complete opposite. So, like, you can't shit talk the other person. Yeah. But you can't immediately be their friend if you're not ready to be their friend. Mm -hmm. And you can't just do it from a place of wanting them back or a place from, like, this is going to fix everything. You have to make sure that you're taking care of you. And I think part of taking taking care of you is the most important part. That's the part of being an adult. And part of that is learning to let go, learning to be happy for other people. Because you cannot carry that weight of sadness, of anger of rage of what could have been of everything that i put in all this work you cannot carry that with you because it'll get heavy and you will die Mm -hmm. you cannot do that it's true but you also can't be too nice you can't give everything you have to someone when you're grieving because you need as much as you can get Mm -hmm. to hold on to to keep you chained to the ground to keep you level-headed and if you give it all away you're gonna fall again and you're gonna hurt yeah and that's oh it's so hard breakups are so stupid hard um I mean, I still wouldn't go that far. I still wouldn't invite somebody that I just broke up with to my birthday party to with your a date. Birthday party. Yeah, like and that's it's the thing. not. They, Carrie yeah. invites big, and big says, "Oh, I'm I'm gonna oh, bring someone. Okay. Is that okay?" Mm-hmm. And Carrie's and like, she's like, "It's, it's fine. fine." Yeah, it's not and fine. I really don't think that a lot of people, myself included, like even really know how to do self care. No. Like, I am I have been so wholly codependent my whole life that I don't know what I'm doing if I'm not doing something for somebody else. And I'm trying to fix that. I really am. Like, there's a lot of stuff where I'm like, you know, because my parents always raised me to, like, not take charity, not, you know, do anything. And so it's hard to, if somebody's like, oh, I'll grab the drinks this time. It's fine. You can get me next time. Not keeping track of that in my head and making sure that the drinks are the same amount of money next time. And, you know, like just getting nitpicky about it. And, but it's, it has been like quite the journey for me, like accepting people's help Mm -hmm. at all, being reliant upon other people and other issues. And it's really, it's difficult. Like just, you know, Divorce is difficult. Breaking up is difficult. Being an adult is difficult. And I can I can see her just in the moment feeling sort of guilty and just inviting him out of guilt rather than wanting to see him. Right. Just being like, yeah, I have plans, but um, I guess you can join if you want. And at Carrie's birthday party, Big shows up and Carrie's like, all right, let's do this. And then Big brings his friend, Jack. Jack, who we've met before, but I don't remember anything about except for the fact that he's angry um, all the time. Yeah, he was getting a divorce or something and, like, broke up their, like, first date or their second date or something. Yes, that's what it was. Yeah. I remember they were in the mm-hmm. restaurant. And yes. And Carrie was wearing that, like, ugly-ass fucking baby doll dress. Yes, I remember. Yes. I have a clear thing. And then Carrie's like, I'm so excited to see you because it's not another woman. Right. So so excited. <laughs> and so they're doing all that. It's nonsense. And then Miranda's like, what the fuck is Big doing here? And Carrie's right. like, I accidentally invited him. Ooh. Ooh. And then everyone's like, Carrie, you're a fucking idiot. And Carrie's like, ooh. Ooh, I got you. Everyone leaves the party. And the last two people are Big and Carrie. And they're walking out. Big's like, do you need a car? Do you need like, a ride cab? home, whatever. Yeah. And she's, she's like, like no, I'm it's fine. fine. It's fine. And yeah. then he leaves. And then she's like, blah, 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 blah. The power is that maybe I'm still not over him. And we're like, yeah. Yeah. You're not. And that's because it hasn't been half of the time. <laughs> it hasn't been six months, apparently, even though yeah. 
people are in new relationships where they've been dating for a couple of weeks now. And I'm like, oh, that's how time passes in the show. Right. Time. This is this is some like Grey's Anatomy level shit right now. I don't get that reference because I don't watch that show. So like Grey's Anatomy, it's like an entire year will last like three seasons, but then they'll do like literally like maybe a few weeks or something Mm -hmm. within the span of one season do your timelines fuck me up if i don't understand your time concept in your show right then it's like i don't get it that's what fucked me up because i was writing a web series and it's gonna be eight episodes and the fact that i couldn't figure out how the time worked Mm. fucked me up and i couldn't write it you're like fuck this and it would have been so easy just to like neglect the time Mm. and just keep going and i was like i can do that i couldn't do it because i was like this event takes place on this day. I made a full calendar of events oh for imaginary characters and situations that n- will never come to fruition. <laughs> but I was like, this happens to say this. Ha- I could do these three days this one episode. Or I can cover multiple days in this episode because I need to figure out how the time works. Because otherwise then I'm disconnected. I'm like, I don't know what's happening. I'm in a free fall of events. <laughs> it's a free fall. Oh, yeah. It's freaking, it's difficult. Um, but I love, so going back. A little bit to Samantha. <laughs> I love that she's still with small penis dude, and he's still like he. She's just stopped having sex with him for like three weeks. And what I don't understand, and maybe that's just because all of my relationships have been pretty like sexual or sex based. Like that, it's like what is he doing over at Samantha's place if they're not gonna have sex? Do they live together? Cause no, I don't think why would they live together person. after three weeks? Like, it's been three weeks. Mm, or four weeks. They've been dating for f- four or five months at this point. Because they were dating for three months in the last episode. Three months? Three months. Because it was the breakup and James had been around before the breakup. And I and Carrie specifically says it's been she's been dating him for three months. So at this point, a couple of weeks later, it's close to four months. Okay, so they're that's... not living together, but they're like yeah, spending the night together. There's literally no way that they are. I just it was crazy that they had to like go to therapy together, and she finally gets to the end of the therapy session, and she's like, "Okay, you know, next week, what works for you?" Blah blah blah, and she just finally blurts out, "You have a small penis," and he has no idea. <laughs> he literally has no idea that he had a small penis. How? What were you doing in the locker room? Showering? Stop it. A changing? Working on your fucking game? What? Everyone knows Stupid. that if you're in a public place where there's nudity, you take advantage of that. Right. You Just look at all of our governors look. who fucking molest small children in public bathrooms as they're pr- trying to like stop trans bills. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Like, See? They get it. You go into a place where there's nudity and you fucking take advantage of the nudity. <laughs> you take it up. Yeah, and... Carrie has a, like, that that wacky birthday, which I think is just a strange place to have it. And she ends up, like, when she ends up walking back with Big, I thought to myself, I was like, why do you always end up alone with the people you shouldn't? Like, I feel the like... The universe I, is trying to tell you, like, fix your shit. Right? But, like, fix your shit by not being with that person because they're toxic. What's wrong with you? You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. like, it's rough. But... I thought that that was really interesting. And the fact that at the end, she said, I'm still not over you. And I couldn't help but wonder, do you ever... She did it! (laughs) Do you ever really get over someone? You know? Like, I feel like there's always... like, Like, your heart starts whole and gets broken off into small pieces... And you don't really ever fully get that back. 
you know, you always will have feelings towards that person because you at one point had feelings for that person. Always have feelings for that person. I this is an area where I cannot. I can only throw suggestions <laughs> I out there. Can't even. I can tell you about unexperiences, <laughs> but I don't. If you put it that way, I don't think you get over anybody, but you can still move past from them. What does it mean to get over someone? Yeah. Does it mean you fucking erase it from your entire life? Because that's, you don't ever get rid of anybody unless you have Alzheimer's and that's sad. Right. Well, and I feel like getting over somebody, like the definition of it for me anyway, is no longer feeling that awful twinge when you see them or you think about them anymore. Or how they make, how they made you feel essentially like because you can forget the feeling of somebody Mm -hmm. you can forget how they feel you can forget how they interact you can forget how they smile but you never forget how shitty you felt at the end of the relationship i think taking it out of a romantic relationship base i think you don't ever get over anybody because you all because what lingers is how you feel that's why we live in nostalgia yeah because we linger in how we feel we don't remember the exact dialogue we don't remember the exact stage direction but we remember how we were feeling in that moment because that's what that's your brain remembers so much but your soul remembers how you felt Mm -hmm. and that's something that can never go away regardless of anybody even if you're in a good relationship with someone like you'll think back to previous times where you're like oh that's when i felt like this like that's when i felt special that's when i felt beautiful and you can have multiple of those moments but those are the moments that you make you feel even in your relationship you're having nostalgia for something that you're still happening in yeah so i think if that's the case you never get over anybody not just a partner not just a boyfriend not right just a spouse, no yeah not... there's plenty of friendships that you never get over too like just anyone who feels special to you it could be just always there you know, there's yeah. there's friendships that I ended years and years ago that still hurt my heart because it came around the same time of my dad's death and people were not being super supportive or being kind of assholes about mm-hmm. it. And and it just it's it's rough, like that I will always remember how much it hurt me that I had to deal with that shit when I should have just been grieving for my dad. Right. And like, I mean, there's nothing that I can do about it at this point, but it still hurts. And I still remember like how tragically awful that I felt and how shitty it was. And that just sucks. Like, and I think that in that sense, yeah, no one ever gets over anyone. Not completely. There you fucking go. Your pain is permanent. This has been your dystopian moment. This got too real, too, too fast. <laughs> but that's it. That's the episode. That is. It's, that's a whole episode. You thinking. know what? We, the, Sex and Sue should be thinking is because <laughs> I watched this episode. I didn't get any of what we're feeling right now. It's not until we're talking about it that I'm like, I understand points. I get where things are coming from. We're amazing. You're welcome. You're Fucking welcome. pay me. So just a couple of things before we sign off. Um, where can you find us, Joan? You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at We Swear on Chanel. 
Or you can also email us at I couldn't help but podcast at gmail.com. Please send us your thoughts. You can go ahead and send us your bad dates because that episode is coming up really soon. Mm-hmm. And we look forward to hearing from people. Also, something that we keep forgetting to talk about, but like it's kind of important. Please rate and subscribe and review us on iTunes. It's really great. Obviously, tell your friends about it. But if you help us out on iTunes, we can bump up the charts. More people will listen. We'll get our point across. It'll be really great, which actually helps us with our next point. Last episode, we talked about a little project going on called Dear George. It's a short film created by one of our dear friends, Emily Skyle. It is currently trying to reach its $10,000 goal on Kickstarter in order to get this film to Cannes Film Festival, which is like the highest, the greatest, the best. So far, we've been winning a bunch of awards. We've been nominated for a bunch of categories all around other like global film festivals. This is the one that we really, really, really are aiming for just because with this, with this award, with going to Cannes, there's a high potential of bringing this short film to a full-length production, which is what it started out as. And our friend Emily has done such a great job of bringing jobs to Reno, portraying Reno in good light, doing this beautiful story, and it like I just want to make her dreams come true of getting her to Cannes. So yes. if you can, please, 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 go to the Kickstarter, look up to your George, support, if you can contribute whatever you can, whether it's $100, $1,000, $1, everything helps. And please share the word so that other people can see this fantastic thing that Emily's trying to do and help out as well. We would really, really appreciate it. And with that, um, I am having a birthday party, and it's going to be a fundraiser for the film. So please, 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 if you want that information, reach out to me. There's going to be my link in the description box, but also follow me on Twitter, Joe Daniel BB. It's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic, and it's all for a good cause. One last thing. <laughs> Paige is actually getting her tonsils taken out tomorrow. Yeah. Actually, no. At, when this comes out, you're getting your tonsils removed on this day. Um, today. Yes. Yeah. So Paige is going away for a little while. I'm going to run the show exclusively by myself with no help, so get ready for that. Just kidding. We got we got we got things in the pipeline. You're not gonna miss Paige that much. But just wish oh. her a speedy it's cause you're not leaving. That's what I meant to say. Okay. Not, I was here's like, the thing. I try to say a bunch of positive things, they don't come out negative because I'm a piece of shit person. You can tell why I'm having relationship problems. But yes, yeah, so send your best wishes to Paige for a speedy recovery. That means more episodes a lot faster and you get to hear a lot more Fucking stories from Paige. Alrighty? Yes, and in the meantime, we are pre-recording a Bad Dates episode, so look for that next week. Woo! Yeah. Alrighty, thank you everyone for listening. This is a piece of shit episode, but you know what? We made it better, because right. that's what we do. You're welcome. You're fucking welcome. Yeah, so, alright, um, and uh, as we sign off, always remember... Always wear a condom! Bye! Bye.